capture the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck, and of course, I'm joined by Amy. Hello, hello. Greetings and salutations, friends. Now, Amy, uh, you know, this is going to be a fun episode. So we're talking the Haunted Mansion, uh, specifically the new Haunted Mansion movie. So it just dropped on Disney+. Yes. Plus. Uh, now, originally, we were going to talk about this back in the summer when it was in the theaters, but... Uh, you know, as life had it, we both weren't able to uh, actually didn't make it quite, to the theater. Yeah, didn't quite make that happen, did we? No. So we decided to hold off until it was available on Disney Plus to give our thoughts. And I don't know, it, it seems a little more appropriate to talk about this film in October anyway. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, especially this actually is our 13th episode. And this is the week of Friday the 13th. So... If there's not a there more appropriate time to talk Haunted Mansion, I yeah, <laughs> it makes it makes perfect sense to me. This this is how it was meant to be. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, let's just get right into it. Our Beyond the Berm conversation, the new Haunted Mansion movie. As I mentioned, it is now available on Disney Plus. Uh, so, Amy, uh, just initial thoughts. What would you think? Well, I, you know, I made the mistake of watching it. Um, after work and it's it's been a very it's been a very long week for me um so I was tired by the time by the time we got to watching the movie and so you know I I have to confess <laughs> I missed I missed a chunk of it because <laughs> I Hopefully it wasn't a good, a good chunk of it. I mean, I, I think I missed like the chunk where they were like running through the house and weird stuff was happening. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, I will rewatch it like completely, but I, I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, I was so confused as to what was happening that I just turned it off. And then like the next day finished watching it from where I had stopped it. So I didn't rewind and like figure out where I fell asleep or anything. I just continued watching it from where I had stopped okay. it. So you should have an interesting perspective here. You'll have a, a little <laughs> bit of a blind spot. <laughs> it, yeah, a little bit. I will say um, really great all-star cast here. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed seeing, um, the elements of the attraction in the movie and how they portrayed them. There was a lot of, I, I sort of missed, there was a lot of side stories and things going on. So there was a lot to wrap my brain around. And so I feel like I lost, like I know there was, there's a ghost that was like helping them. The one with all the water and the, had something to do with the ocean, like he was a sea captain or something. I don't know. Like I yeah, got lost a, on that Yeah, the mariner. Story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I, I got I got a little lost there, and and I, I think I missed something <laughs> regards to that part. But um, I mean, I I didn't hate it. I enjoyed the bits that I saw. I really do feel like I was missing so much, though. Um, so I I feel like I definitely need to rewatch it to have a a better perspective. However, I will like I say the the ending was kind of fun. Like it re like it, like I said, I loved the parts that showed the attraction so like the whole ballroom scene like seeing that was really cool right. the stretching room yeah just like different aspects i feel like um hat box ghost dude was creepy yeah yeah it was it was a cool design i mean they were mostly faithful to the attraction design yeah yeah i also did enjoy seeing you know a lot of the ghosty friends that you see on the attraction um, you know, trying to find them amongst the ghosty characters in in the movie that was kind of fun to 
to see those. So overall, the the parts that you saw, that thumbs up. And the parts that I saw were okay. So you basically saw kind of the beginning and the end, right? You're sort of missing some middle yeah, pieces. Yeah, I'm, mis- I'm missing. I'm definitely missing some of the middle chunks because, gotcha. yeah, I, I I'm not entirely sure. Like Danny DeVito's character, like I, I don't know. I don't know who he was in the movie, okay. but like the part that I woke up was him like having a conniption on the floor. Like, I don't know if he was having a heart attack or what was happening. Okay. I was very confused. Uh, that was an interesting much... part to wake up to. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, um, who, what, Danny DeVito's, what, Adam, what's happening? <laughs> I was so confused. So I, I, I honestly don't know how far I made it into the movie before I dozed off. I don't even remember what was happening when I fell asleep. In any case, um, the like the parts that I saw towards the end, there was some like serious, heavy stuff going on <laughs> um, in regards to um, you know finding that willing soul to be the the thousandth ghost or whatever you know. Yeah, it was it was an interesting touch that it had to be a willing soul, which yeah, yeah that part was a little heavy and unexpected, considering you know the topic of grief and. Um, you know, the two characters that were involved in that part of the movie had both lost a loved one. And so it was an, an interesting way to kind of touch on that subject. Yeah, I think I need to watch it again, for sure. And and now that it's on Disney Plus, I will. What did you think? I'm totally curious to hear what you think, because I know that this this attraction, this is your baby. Like, you love Haunted Mansion. I'll say this. I mostly enjoyed it. Uh, there, there's some elements I... Like the first two thirds of the movie, I thought was relatively strong. The last act, I felt, got a little too comical for me in parts. I don't know. I, I get it. It's hard because, of course, you know we have to have a, a film here. We have to have a three act film, and we have to have a a conflict. It builds to this climax, and you know we have the Hatbox Ghost as the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. It just felt a little, little over the top, especially the the part where uh, Owen Wilson's character is like running through the mansion, get being chased by the ghost, you know, and then how he was able to basically, you know, talk them into helping him. I, I don't know. It felt a little like Scooby Doo ish, which may, maybe that's not a bad thing. I, I don't know, but it, it sort of took me out a little bit. Also, I get it's a Haunted Mansion film. Like, we have to have the comedy tied in with the macaw. And, you know, that's Haunted Mansion. That's why we mm-hmm. love it. So, I, but the, the first uh, two-thirds of the film, I honestly, I, I thought was pretty strong. I, I thought the visuals were great. Uh, the house looked wonderful. I mean, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, I, I feel like they did a great job bringing the Haunted Mansion, Disneyland's Haunted Mansion to life on screen. Mm-hmm. All of the classic attraction references they were able to throw in here i mean if you're a fan of the attraction there's just so much for you to to take in here uh i mean they've basically referenced everything you know some obvious some not so obvious and uh, there's a lot and i think it's one of those films that begs a repeat viewing just to try to catch all the different easter eggs and everything i mean there's a lot that they threw into it you can tell like the filmmakers are fans of this attraction and it was definitely a love letter to you know, the attraction itself and, and its fans. So that, that part I definitely appreciated. Uh, one thing that caught me completely off guard with this film is the the actual plot that they uh, weaved into it with uh, the grief, you know, and trauma and yeah. the loss of a loved one. I mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. I was not prepared for that. And <laughs> it hit me like yeah. a ton of bricks, you know, because being someone mm-hmm. who has lost, you know, a loved one and still, you know, wrestles with those with grief from time to time, that, that was very, very, uh, it was kind of like an emotional gut punch a little bit. Like, <laughs> you know, suddenly here I am, Haunted Mansion, you know, halfway in now I'm like bawling like a baby, you know, <laughs> it was just like... Uh, And then there was a part towards the end when, you know, it's the final acceptance of your grief and and, and all that. And I'm just like, oh, man. I mean, it it was just, it was hitting me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, just just a fair warning, you know, uh, if if you're listening to us and you haven't watched the film for whatever reason, (laughs) you know, uh, just know that going in. Be prepared. (laughs) Yeah, be prepared. Like, you know, if if you're not uh, mentally able to... uh, to uh, experience that, you know, you might want to just hold off maybe until, you know, a better time. But 
I, I actually liked that they did that because it allowed me to emotionally connect with the film, I think on a deeper level. So of course we have like the superficial level that I was always going to love, like the Haunted Mansion elements from the attraction and everything. But now mm-hmm. if you strip all that away, I'm, I'm still like emotionally invested in these characters because of the grief that they're they're all experiencing you know and that they're trying to work through and process through which is very similar to my own life you know so it's it was very powerful in that way and i I certainly was not expecting that uh so that that was a pleasant surprise and i i will tip my cap to them for actually going that route with it you know because the eddie murphy film right it it sort of dealt with a little bit of that maybe but for the most part uh i feel it was just kind of there to, hey, let's give you a bunch of Haunted Mansion elements and, you know, send you home happy. Uh, this one actually wanted to give you that, but also, you know, just uh, kind of pulled at your heartstrings as well. Like, it, it really, it yeah, really tugged yeah. at the heartstrings there. Yeah, that was definitely the unexpected yeah. side of this movie, for sure. Yeah, so I, I definitely I definitely ultimately appreciated that. I, I feel a movie that can get you in touch with your emotions is, is never a bad thing. I think that's a sign of a great movie, in fact. I ultimately liked it, uh, enjoyed it. You know, it would get a thumbs up from me. I, I would certainly recommend it. Uh, like I said, the, my only criticism really is I just would have appreciated maybe a little more tighter uh, third act, you know, I think once the hatbox ghost was revealed, that in itself was interesting, uh, but just, uh, it, it just got a little too, there's a fine line, right, between that Haunted Mansion sort of comedy mixed in with the macaw, and I feel like this this movie towards the end there just kind of, just barely stepped over the line where it was a little too comical for me. Mm. But uh, I, I, I liked the cast, like you mentioned. I, I thought uh, everyone had a role to play, and it, it was a fun. I, I honestly appreciated, too, how they worked in the whole uh, hitchhiking ghost, like a ghost will follow you home idea into the film as an actual uh, plot. <laughs> like, the reason they can't leave is because the ghost won't let them. Like, they follow <laughs> them home and literally, like, haunt them until they return to the mansion. Uh, I, th- I thought, honestly, that was a fun, clever way to incorporate uh, the, the ghost will follow you home bit. Yeah. So that 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 was fun. But yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, certainly uh, would recommend it, you know, if anyone was would ask my opinion. Uh, I think it's worth your time, especially if you're a fan of the Haunted Mansion. I, I think you'll enjoy it. There's certainly a lot to, to take in and enjoy Mm-hmm. And and like on top of that, there's an actual storyline that uh, I think will will certainly uh, resonate with a lot of people. All right, what about what about characters? Did you did you have a couple favorite characters in the film? And this could be ghost characters or people. Well, I mean, I'm an Owen Wilson fan. <laughs> he he was uh, he was fun in this film. He yeah he was he was randomly funny in this movie. Um, I really liked the connection between Ben and the kid. Mm. In the movie. Yeah, that that was that was a sweet connection, heartwarming for sure. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I think they were probably they were that that whole like relationship and dynamic was probably my favorite. Well, it was interesting how their grief connected them, you know, and they basically mm-hmm. both made each other stronger. Yeah. through it. Yeah. So um, and then I think. <laughs> <laughs> out of um like the ghost characters i really loved in the stretching room all of the ghosts in the portraits <laughs> mm, yes <laughs> that was a funny moment i just love how they faithfully recreated those like that that was cool yeah no that was what i loved about it was that it was like literally pulling from the attraction right. like it was like oh oh i don't know i wasn't expecting that how about you did you have a favorite like you, Owen Wilson, I, I think, shined in this one. Uh, he certainly provided uh, some comic relief, as did Danny DeVito, as, as he normally does. Uh, he was just as wild and over the top as ever. And, and I, honestly, I, I loved it. And I also really liked uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota. I, I thought uh, the film certainly uh, gave Madame Leota uh, an, an interesting story and... I, I liked this version of her theatrically uh, better than I, I the Jennifer Tilly from 
the Eddie Murphy version. Not, nothing against Jennifer Tilly. You know, she's great in some of her roles, but I feel like she was just miscast in that role. It just never really felt right to me. <laughs> Again, it felt a little, <laughs> little too on the comical side and there. And But the, Jamie Lee Curtis, I, I thought, was great as Madame Leota. I thought uh, it, it was a perfect balance of comedy and seriousness that uh, it just worked. It worked. As far as the spirits... Uh, I, I mean, visually, you know, the Hatbox ghost, of course, was imposing and ominous, uh, especially when you first were introduced to him. I, I like how they incorporated his head in the Hatbox. And he, he was like almost in the beginning there, he was using it almost kind of like a lantern type deal. And uh, it, it was just a fun design. And I, I, I like that they chose to make him sort of the the big bad, if you will, of the film. Uh, I thought I thought that was an interesting, uh, and it almost will give you uh, a new appreciation, maybe for the audio animatronic and the actual attraction. <laughs> you, you know that uh, smirky laugh he does and everything. I, I, I mm-hmm. you know, it, it's interesting, right? It, I, I think it uh, adds some depth there, and I also really thought that uh, Constance Hatchaway looked uh, fun and creepy, like her introduction was fun especially there in the beginning with the towards the beginning of the the movie with the little boy and how you heard like her laughing and how she kind of appeared in the corner to him and then later in the attic with ben you know she made her full reveal there and uh, so that 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 was definitely and she had an interesting look I, i i liked it in the sense that it was almost kind of a a combination of the different versions of the bride and the attraction throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Her picture like kind of looked like the one we have now. And then, but her ghost sort of looked kind of decrepit and, you know, not all there like the original kind of bride did, but uh, yeah, it, it was a fun design. So I, I certainly appreciated that. And then uh, I also really dug that they included the dueling, portraits <laughs> that we got to see them as well so it, it was really interesting uh between the graveyard scenes and then some of the scenes in the mansion itself i mean they really were able to include almost every one of the 999 haunts that you meet in the attraction <laughs> yeah i saw saw and recognized a lot of them that was fun yeah yeah so i i definitely uh, appreciated that for sure how about uh, a scene, though? Is there any scenes that jump out to you uh, that you particularly enjoyed? I think one of my favorites was probably the, the ballroom scene at the end, mm. just watching the, the party. Oh, yeah, the, like the end <laughs> I, credits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Seeing the, uh, you know, the ballroom scene recreated on a sort of bigger, grander scale. Right. I also, like kind of random side note, but really enjoyed um, how they tied it in with that New Orleans feel mm, like yes I, I love that it takes place in New Orleans I, I think that was smart yeah so it just it helped me I guess because at Disneyland Haunted Mansion is close to what was Splash Mountain you know so just it's being redeemed whatever but like for so long those were the two things that I, I mean I associated those two things together very much I don't know it was hard for me to connect when I think of New Orleans Square for some reason my brain just doesn't connect Haunted Mansion with that because it was farther away. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I, I agree. I agree. And, and hopefully that's what they're going to fix with some of these renovations yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Year. Yeah. So that just kind of helped, you know, ground all of that for me, which I, yeah. I enjoyed. So. I like that. And the, the music side of it was, was fun as well to hear that sort of flavor, uh, you know, the New Orleans band style music you know, kind of tied in 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 different spots was fun as well. Probably my favorite was, was seeing that tie in, making that connection for me in my head was helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was a, that was a fun scene for sure. And I I loved the, the ballroom ending they did and it it almost gave me like a Beetlejuice vibe, you know, (laughs) like now, now, (laughs) you know, that they're living in harmony with the ghosts and they get to party with the ghosts every day, you know? Yeah. Uh, So that was definitely fun. Uh, so, yeah, that was a good one. I also really uh, enjoyed the seance scene that they did. In particular, like uh, Ben's out-of-body experience, I thought it was fun to see him 
roam through the mansion as uh, in kind of his astral projection form and seeing how everything in the mansion sort of took on this like purplish vibe, uh, kind of like the spirit world. And he could see like all of the ghosts uh, firsthand and they all material were materialized for him. So that, that was a fun, that was, that was a fun experience. And uh, I, I also like how they were able to incorporate an actual doom buggy into the film. I thought it was very clever how they did that. Again, there's just so many references to the attraction in this film, and a lot of them were done in very thoughtful and uh, purposeful ways, and I, and I appreciate that. It, it uh, certainly, as a fan of the attraction, it uh, it helped me. Uh, you know, I constantly had that uh, Captain America moment, right? Like, I get that reference. I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was, it was fun, but yeah, those were, those were some, uh, some of my favorite scenes and, uh, but the, just the mansion as a whole though, I, I just loved watching them. Uh, any chance we got to explore the mansion in the film, like I was all about that. I loved how they recreated what was at Disneyland, but they were able to expand it to actually make this a real, like, you know, living, breathing mansion. I just, I, I just thought it was fun. And uh, the whole time I'm just like, dude, I would 100% love to live here. <laughs> I would be completely down. Uh, if only, you know, I could find, uh, you know, these amazing Zillow finds or whatever, where you just have this like broken down mansion that uh, you know, may be haunted, but hey, it's cool. You know, that's a sacrifice you make. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I did uh, appreciate the opening too with uh, Rosario Dawson and her and the kid there. And, you know, of course, like all of the uh, stuff is happening to the kid at first. And Rosario Dawson's like, oh, no, it's just your imagination. And then the night, the suit of armor moves in behind. <laughs> and she's like, nope, we're out. <laughs> I, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because for a while you were just wondering, okay, is the house, is it mainly going to target the kid? You know, because typically in these type of movies, like kids are the ones that can see like the ghosts and things like that. Uh, but they very quickly uh, made it known that no, no, everybody's going to uh, <laughs> partake here. All right. So, you know, fi final thoughts. Like I said, I I enjoyed it. I, I certainly think, uh, I don't know, what would you say? Did, did you enjoy it more than the Eddie Murphy version? the same or what are your, what are your thoughts there? I don't really remember anything from the Eddie Murphy version. Nothing stuck with me, I guess. Mm. So, so I, I guess by default, this would be better for, <laughs> yeah. Better version for I mean, yeah, this one definitely made a bigger impression because <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember what happened in that one, honestly, which is sort of strange. Yeah. So I'd have to say this one. Yeah. I would agree with you, though. I actually would probably place this new one above the Eddie Murphy. There's things I enjoyed about the Eddie Murphy version, uh, particularly at the time. I, I loved the set design. Uh, again, you could tell that they put a lot of time and effort to sort of make it uh, sort of feel like both the Disneyland and maybe the Florida attraction as well. But even beyond that, they they tried to make it its own thing, like it was its own mansion. Mm. So it, it kind of exists in its own thing, which I, I can appreciate that. Uh, but aesthetically, I, I just, the new one, I feel just, it treated the source material a little more seriously. And I don't know. I mean, that, that sounds like I'm knocking the other one. Because like I said, they, they did a great job for set design as well. But I, I just feel like the vibe of this new one, I, I enjoyed the mansion itself. Uh, like I said, especially the first two thirds of the movie, I thought it was, uh, it was uh, definitely creepy. It, it had mm -hmm. a little more of that creepy slash comedy, whereas the Eddie Murphy one, I think it leaned a little too far into the comedy side for me. But yeah, I, I think ultimately uh, I, I would, I prefer this one so far. This would be my, definitive haunted mansion movie uh we shall see if they attempt another one <laughs> a couple you know like a decade <laughs> or two down the road but uh for now yeah i i think this is the best one we have so and there, there's a lot to like in it in my opinion for sure there you go so before we get to our new challenge this week which i think is going to be a rather interesting one uh, i want to get your take so now We've had a handful of live action 
Disney films based on attractions or lands or whatever in the parks. I'm just curious, top three for you. Does Haunted Mansion crack the top three or yeah, do you have a different top three? So number one for me, it has to be Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard one to beat. Because, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty great one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my number two, and it's just because I really enjoyed the movie. I feel like I don't know that a lot of people watched it or liked it. I don't know. Maybe I just, it just didn't seem to get a lot of attention or traction, but I really liked the Tomorrowland movie. Yeah. So that would probably be my number two. Okay. So number three. So for number three, I feel like, I feel like I would, it would be a toss up between Jungle Cruise and Haunted Mansion, the new one. And I feel like until I rewatch the Haunted Mansion all the way through, um, <laughs> to get the parts that I missed, I can't make that judgment call just yet. So for now, I guess it'd be Jungle Cruise until you rewatch. I don't know if I want to commit to that either, but like. <laughs> Country Bears? I haven't seen Country Bears. Oh. I haven't mm. seen Country Bears. We, we should do a Beyond the Burn one day for Country Bears just so I can uh, get you a reaction to it. You're going to make me watch that? I have no desire to watch that movie. <laughs> I, really I don't, don't know if anyone has a desire to hear us talk about that movie, frankly, but uh, it's uh, it's a, it exists. That's about all I can say about it. All right. Well, so number, number three is kind of in flux for you, I guess, until you rewatch. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel pretty strongly about Pirates of the Caribbean, mm -hmm. the Curse of the Black Pearl being my number one. I will commit to uh, re-watching the Haunted Mansion movie all the way through in one setting. All right. Well, we'll have to get your updated I'll ranking. Post, I'll at least post on Instagram Okay. Uh, a story with my updated top three. All right. And thoughts. So, yeah. Well, that's 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 what I can commit to. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about you? What is what is what would your three be? Funny enough, my my number one, of course, just like you, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that's sort of the the staple here. Uh, it's such a fun uh, experience. And honestly, the first time I watched it, it just blew me away and just how entertaining it was. Uh, you had the comedy paired perfectly with the action and it, it just all worked together. And I, I liked how they incorporated the a curse uh, as an excuse to have the pirates appear as skeletons. And so that, that I thought that was a fun way to incorporate both elements, you know, where you, the skeletons and the pirates uh, together from the attraction there. So that was number one for me. Number two, uh, I would actually also agree with you too. Tomorrowland would be my number two. Really? Yeah. That's a film that has uh, grown on me a lot uh, over the years. Uh, when I first watched it, I was kind of lukewarm on it. I don't know. I think maybe because I was expecting something different than what it was. But uh, over the years, as I've rewatched it a number of times, each time it kind of uh, grows on me more and more. And I, I love the message behind it. I love all of the uh, nods to Walt Disney and kind of the early days of Disneyland and and all of that. And, you know, it, yeah, it all, it all works. And, of course, I love the entertaining use of audio animatronics in the film. <laughs> I think that's, uh, that, that was fun. So yeah, I, you know, not, number two for me, Tomorrowland and number three, uh, I, I would probably put the new Haunted Mansion film number three. Okay. I, I would have probably said Jungle Cruise before, but I think Haunted Mansion for me personally, at least tops Jungle Cruise, uh, I just think as a, as an overall story, I, I probably like Haunted Mansion better. And of course, I'm probably biased too because I just love the Haunted Mansion yeah. attraction. So, mm -hmm. Although I do really love the Jungle Cruise attraction as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, the, the way they were faithfully able to recreate a lot of the elements from the attraction here uh, in the film. And, and not just like shoehorn it in as just fan service, but have it actually make sense in the film for the most part. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was fun. So, yeah, number three for me. So, I cracked my top three. All right. There you go. 
All right. Well, before we go, we have a fun new challenge to introduce here. So the way this is going to work is we have a wheel here that we have a number of topics assigned to. And uh, we're going to spin the wheel and whatever comes up, that's going to be what we have to talk about. And I'm uh, attentively calling this the pal around challenge uh, because it has a wheel. So that's as creative as you get with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but for this uh, inaugural version of the pal around challenge, uh, since we just talked about the Haunted Mansion movie, uh, we're going to throw all of the Disneyland Resort attractions into the wheel that are not based on IP and have not already been made into a movie. And whatever it lands on, Amy and I will each take turns, whatever it lands on, we have to come up with a movie idea on the spot for that attraction. Uh, now, we don't have to give the entire, like, three acts of the film. Like, we can basically come up with kind of a trailer version of the film. So, just kind of the highlights and things like that. Uh, but this could get interesting. So, Amy, I will uh, let you go first. Oh, thank you. How uh, can yes, I Yes, because <laughs> I'm uh, nice like that. Mm. We're going to spin the wheel here. And uh, let's see what your first attraction is. So we have the Enchanted Tiki Room. <laughs> there could have definitely been worse options to land on, I feel. The Enchanted Tiki Room. Okay. And don't just say once upon a time there was an Enchanted Tiki Room with singing birds. <laughs> the end. No, like, like I, feel, I feel like a movie would be a good opportunity to get a little bit of backstory about each of the birds because they come from different places, right? right? So it would be fun to sort of um, set up their backstory and figure out like, what was their life before they were there? Uh, how did they end up room? in the tiki room? How, yeah, like, like, where are they from? Like, how did they get there? Um, why is the tiki room enchanted? How did the tiki room get enchanted? Where exactly is this tiki room? It's in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there to kind of have a little bit of fun. And now that, you know, at Disneyland, we have uh, Rosita that has joined in the mix. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, right. I feel like that lends in uh, an opportunity for some some more fun as well maybe a little twist to the story and maybe i don't know like i feel like like there has to be a villain like someone i'm trying to think of what the villain would be or why <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like why what's trying to destroy the tiki room this is hard they don't like this challenge you can just go the bambi route bans the enemy Oh man, there we go. <laughs> I mean, because because when you're in the tiki room, it's it's when you know the gods have been anchored by all our celebrating. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that there needs to be like I don't know, there needs to be some weird something weird that happens, like weird juju. <laughs> there's got to be some weird juju that happens during the movie that like there's some sort of curse or I don't know. I can just picture the trailer now. <laughs> In a world where there's weird juju, <laughs> four birds stand alone <laughs> to fight powers of darkness. <laughs> this is the Enchanted Tiki Room. <laughs> the Enchanted Tiki Room. <laughs> and then there has to be, there has to be, I feel like um, the movie has to have Tiki Maynard in it. Okay. <laughs> I, I like and, that. and maybe maybe he's like serving Dole Whips or something. I don't know. All right. I, I like the Maynard inclusion. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, there needs to be a, a very dramatic thunderstorm at some point in time, obviously. Right. That has to happen. Right. And I feel like the creepy fountain, like the fountain in the middle of the room is kind of weird. I don't know why as a child I was scared. It's of enchanted. Fountain. It's magical. Maybe it's because there was like the red light and I associate, I don't know, I associated the red light. The red light made me think of E.T. and his oh, glowing no. heart. Don't, don't get me started was, with E.T. E, yeah. yeah no, a whole, no. whole other dramatic Completely thing. Completely scared, actually... scared of E.T. when I was a kid. So Yeah. My, so my sister was like freaked out by anything that glowed red mm. because of E.T. and his glowing red heart. Anyways. I sympathize. Whole whole side story. Anyways. Yeah. I I feel like 
maybe the birds at some like the dramatic twist, like the birds get separated or like stolen from the tiki room. And then it's the the adventure of them reuniting and coming back together because without the birds, the tiki room can't be enchanted. Mm. And all the dole whips disappear. Sadness. <laughs> that dude, that's you're describing a horror film now. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, that that's 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 all I got. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great movie? Don't you want to go see it? Yeah, yeah, just for the the crazy juju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do honestly. I, I envision like. Uh, the birds and this is as far as i got so i got nothing but it really wasn't my turn so this is the best you're going to get for me the bonus content i i just envision that the enchanted tiki room it's like cursed and the birds like are actually like people that were cursed into bird form that's why they can talk interesting you have to like find like there was something like removed from the enchanted tiki room that you have to find like some kind of object to to Mm. Yeah, and then you can. You're better at this than me. You can just do the rest of them, okay? Because <laughs> no. no, but you're you have you bring a certain amount of juju to it. So I, I, like, <laughs> I just can't let that word go because it's so fun. You can make fun of me all you want. That's this. It's because of the Adventureland trading thing. That's what mm. they called the little pieces that you could. Yeah, they were your juju. Juju. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Spin the wheel of death. I'm done with this. All right. Here we go. And I get... Please land on Jumpin' Jellyfish. Please land on Jumpin' Jellyfish. Please Astro land on Orbiter. Jellyfish. Oh, okay. Okay, man. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it might as well be the Golden Zephyr. It's kind of the same thing. It's, it's pretty, You're going around in circles. <laughs> All right, well... The film opens up with a young kid with his parents at a carnival, okay? The kid wanders away from his parents. He kind of goes towards the back reaches of the carnival where no one's at. And he sees like this old uh, attraction just sitting back there with rockets that spins around uh, that nobody's using. And it has an out of order sign on it. So being a kid, he decides to... uh, hop in one of the rockets just to, you know, because that's what kids do, right? And suddenly, to his surprise, the rocket, the attraction comes to life. It rises up and it starts spinning, okay? And it goes really fast. And then when it slows down, suddenly the kid sees his surroundings and there's like buildings where... Before there was grass area and uh, he sees like cars hovering above him. Uh, So he goes out and wanders his surroundings and he discovers that he's actually 50 some years into the future. Like the ride transported him to the future. And so he's discovering this new world and... He finds out, you know, his parents, they're still alive and that he's basically been a missing person for like the last 50 years, (laughs) but he still looks like a boy. So naturally, you know, everyone's sort of freaked out by him and thinks, you know, what crazy magic did this or whatever. Right. Uh, And so the government wants to take him and basically experiment on him because like, you know, either is this kid an alien is (laughs) Or what's going on here? And so the boy, you know, basically terrified of this, he runs back to the attraction, jumps in it, spins around again. And this time he finds himself uh, in sort of this lush foresty kind of area. And then suddenly a giant T-Rex like comes over. And so now he's like (laughs) trapped in the past (laughs) and he's running from dinosaurs. And basically we have, uh, you know, him getting trapped in time and so he has to keep like jumping on this astro orbiter time orbiter or whatever to until he gets back to his actual timeline or time period so that's all i got 
<laughs> so that's the best I can come up with with the Astro Orbiter. <laughs> that's better than I could have done. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, there's not much story to grab onto there. So yeah, gonna take some liberties there. Astro Orbiter colon out of time. <laughs> oh All right, let's see what the wheel has for you. Oh, how many more of these do we have to do? We'll do a couple more. Oh my gosh, this is hard. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. 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 oh, Big Thunder Mountain. <sighs> See, I feel like you're getting the easier ones so far for me. At least there's there's more story really? here. Well, there's just more story to grab onto. You you have Rainbow Ridge, the town of Rainbow Ridge. You have the mine train. You have the yeah. spirits. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's there's a lot you can pull from here. Yeah, so, you know, once upon a time, there was this... <laughs> there was this town. <laughs> there was this town called Rainbow Ridge, <laughs> where the, where all the people lived, and it was a growing town because it was in mining country. And um, so, we're, we follow the journey of um, a group of friends who are trying to strike it rich uh, so does this take place during the gold rush period or are we talking present day sure or? sure okay. gold rush gold, yeah okay. let's okay. let's take it back let's take it back and they um so this is the heyday you know, of the, the town mm-hmm. okay and they uh you know have decided to travel to um you know this town where there's talk of gold and and rich riches hidden in the rocks <laughs> in in this crazy mountain and it is called Big Thunder Mountain and it's guarded by a goat with some dynamite <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man uh, and they get there and you know it's this growing hustling bustling little town and you know, they, they do what they got to do. They go into the mines and their first experience in the mines, something's not right. They encounter something creepy. Nobody's supposed to be in these tunnels. Some bad juju. There's some serious bad juju in there. <laughs> and then they, you know, they make it through this cavern and it's beautiful. And then they stop because they hear something. They hear the sound of train whistles and the chugga-chugga-choo-choo sound in the distance. And somebody screams, this is the wildest ride in the wilderness. (laughs) But nobody's in these caves, right? So they start following the sound. It's getting a little intense here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where this is going. Um, they They start following the sounds and... Through the twists and turns of, of these these uh, tunnels, they, it opens up into this big, huge, open cavern, and they see it. It's the train tracks. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. How did the train tracks get there? I don't know. Where did they come from? I don't know. There's no train, but they can hear it. Dun, dun, dun. The next day, they come back to the cave. (laughs) And it happens again. They hear the train sounds. So they follow the train sounds. By this time, you know, if they actually were looking for gold, they would have been rich by now. But no, they're distracted by the train. So they eventually discover there is this train. It's a ghosty train <laughs> created by the spirits of those who originally dug the, tr- the, the, the caverns <laughs> in the mountainside and died tragic deaths. Okay. <laughs> they were all... <laughs> if we can't have this cold, <laughs> no one can. <laughs> it, was, it was a tragic dynamite accident. Oh, man. <laughs> that killed them all. And... <laughs> And they wanted to prevent anyone else from coming to take what was theirs. One of them was reincarnated as a goat. <laughs> and so <laughs> You gotta you gotta work the goat in somewhere, right? I mean I 
I figured. No, 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 no. Ooh, that's it. That's it. Okay, so you know how goats like to eat everything. I mean, obviously. On one of their little adventures when they're in the caves, um, they discover, maybe not gold, maybe another something valuable. Popcorn bucket? A popcorn bucket, a Disneyland popcorn bucket. That's better than gold to some people, yeah. They like decide that they're going to bring the goat with them to help them haul whatever it is back out. And so then they're trying to get back to the spot where the stuff was, except in their journey there, they hear the train again. So then they end up following the sound again. They get to where the the train sound's coming from, and um, the ghosts have laid a booby trap. Mm, As ghosts do. Somehow... There are boxes and boxes and boxes of dynamite throughout this cave. The goat gets hungry and starts eating one. And the friction from his teeth sparks and ignites (laughs) a piece of the dynamite. (laughs) And the dynamite is about to blow. It's about to just, it's, 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 it's getting down to the wire. But magically... The spirit of the great wilderness, the spirit of adventure, provides a way out. And there, sitting on the train tracks, is one of those little boxcar things with the handles that you pump up and down and make it go. Okay, yeah. You know, like huff and puff. (laughs) Yeah. And that's their way out. They have an escape. (laughs) So before, before the fuse is almost completely out... They run and jump into this little box car and start huffing and puffing their way out. And that's when they discover it's the actual train tracks. And that's like the ride part, right? Okay. <laughs> woo, 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 round and round. They ultimately realize that they died in the caverns and this is hell. <laughs> They're cursed to ride the trains for all eternity. (laughs) (laughs) And then they get to the end of this train track. And there it is. This crazy cavern filled with water. There's dinosaur fossils all around them. Okay. And there in the bottom of the water, glittering like the sun... They see all the gold. (laughs) Okay. They get mesmerized by the gold. Yeah. And um, yeah, they found the gold. But their only way to get out has been imploded because all of that dynamite went off and exploded. Right? Mm, Right. So they have no way to get out. So then the rest of the movie is them trying to get out of the cave with the gold. The end. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued, part two. This This is all the evidence needed to prove that I should never come up with. Hey, that was, that was an idea. That was an idea. It was kind of sprawling, but it was an idea, you know? (laughs) Oh, my Lanta. All right. Let's 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 see what the wheel has in store for me. Are you kidding me? <sighs> Autopia. So <laughs> why am I getting the ones with no store attached to any? <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. <sighs> okay. So movie opens. Our main protagonist gets in his car. Starts heading into town, traversing the highways to go to work. He happens to work at this robotics laboratory. So, and he's running a little behind. He finally gets there. And today they're having the big demonstration for their new helper robot uh, that they are calling Osimo. (laughs) So, (laughs) Osimo is uh, getting ready to uh, have his demonstration only right before showtime. This big, weird lightning storm 
comes about above the building and strikes the lab. And there's a power overload. And Osimo just happens to be hooked up to a wall outlet charging, getting ready for his big moment. And this mysterious energy, like, envelops him. And, you know, you see, like, this weird glow uh, that happens to him. And suddenly he comes to life and his eyes glow deep red and uh he begins to uh say that he's here to help mankind and the only way he can really help mankind is by ridding themselves of their biggest enemy which happens to be themselves so (laughs) the only way to help mankind (laughs) is to eliminate mankind (laughs) so he he goes on a murderous rampage uh, as the you know Osimo's up to do. So our main character jumps into his car, gets out of there, but Osimo spots him, tracks him, and begins running after him. So now a chase through the city and the highway begins. You're in your car speeding away, and Osimo is slowly, methodically running behind you, uh, inching ever closer. And each new piece of technology that Osimo passes, he's able to imbue his mystical electrical energy to it and bring that appliance or machine to life. And so suddenly there's this army of machines. So our main character basically is just uh, trying to outrun all of these machines coming after him, you know, controlled by Osimo. Our movie ends with the car getting trapped down an alleyway as the robots begin to close in. And suddenly we hear our main character say, I really hate Osimo. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The end. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's the best I could do. I, Osimo, you know, had to appear. And of course he was going to go on a murderous rampage because that is, what I've always predicted Osimo would eventually do. So, yeah, only seems natural. All right, we'll each do one more. So, last one. Let's see what the wheel has in store for you. Hopefully, I actually get one <laughs> that I can with some kind of story elements here. Of course, my luck, I'll probably get jumping jellyfish. Let's see what we have here. Oh, the sailing ship Columbia. I mean, I don't want it to be just like Pirates of the Caribbean. Because <laughs> that's all that comes to mind. <laughs> uh, Captain Jack Sparrow has found the Columbia. <laughs> I mean, the Columbia, that's what he, I mean, Captain Jack uses the Columbia during Fantasmic, so it's the Pirates of the Caribbean boat. <laughs> that's, uh, what, that's what automatically comes to my head. That's true. Um, true. So... We meet Ben, a young lad who has decided to go off on an adventure across the rivers of America as a sailor on the Columbia. Okay. He gets on the ship and <laughs> and it sails places. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. I'm I'm loving the detail here already. <laughs> and there are lots of ducks. <laughs> okay. Everywhere. <laughs> and um <laughs> I can just picture like little Ben like writing home a letter to his parents. <laughs> Dearest mother and father, today I saw ducks. <laughs> yes, today I saw ducks. And yesterday I stopped and had lobster rolls at the Harbor Galley, and they were delicious. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm really hopeful that we will get to run over some crazy people in canoes. Having a wonderful time. See you soon. All my love, Ben. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> The sailing ship Columbia gets lost and um, actually ends up 
in like the Norwegian Sea somehow. Okay. And they get chartered um, to take the king and queen of Arendelle on a trip. And it ends in tragedy. The end. And then they become Tarzan's parents. Yes. <laughs> ben is actually Tarzan's dad. <laughs> True, true story. You know, it would have been funny. I, it would have been cool to tie it. So, like, you can somehow say that Ben, like, became like somehow the sailing trip Columbia became cursed, and Ben, like, was cursed to sail it for all eternity, and it ended up crashing on the rocks. And you can still see Ben at the helm to this day in his skeleton form. And you know, that would be like the scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Ever steering. The cursed Columbia. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm just in a Halloween mood. I, I just want everything to end in a dark, cursed. Uh, everybody's cursed. Goodbye, <laughs> 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 oh, stories. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's see what the wheel has for me. Uh, my last one. Okay. <laughs> the way it's been treating me today, I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Chrisley River Run. Woo! All right. So... I'm picturing <laughs> we have a couple who signed up for this rafting trip, get there. They meet their wise old guide who's going to take them down the river. And uh, so they start going down the river and along their journey, they uh, see this little cub, this little bear against their guide, the guide's uh, advice the couple get out because they want to take pictures of this cute little cub. And with their flash in the camera, they frighten the cub. And so the cub actually ends up falling into the river. And he just like starts yelping, you know, as bears do, I guess, yelp. And uh, he gets pushed down the river. And suddenly you, you see the, the trees here begin to rustle and move and this giant like grizzly mama shows up <laughs> and suddenly the couple's like oh crap and so they get in the raft and they start tearing down the river hoping to save the little cub as the mom is of course chasing after them and so they got to avoid the mom is just trying to kill them at every turn because she feels like you know that they've endangered her cub and she just wants her cub back and so not only do do our three adventurers have to try to finagle the cub out of the water, try to save the cub, uh, they have to avoid getting, you know, decapitated or some <laughs> some other sort of gruesome end because of the mama grizzly that's chasing them. So they're on this uh, deadly grizzly river run uh, to save not only a, a young little grizzly, but to save themselves. So that's a race against time. Uh, ultimately, they do eventually get the little cub, reunite it with the grizzly mama. All is right with the world. And then we see the, the rainbow comes in and the movie ends with a nice little upbeat song. And then we flash to an end credit scene. The couple is at a campfire site uh, and they're just roasting marshmallows. And then the film ends as a giant grizzly paw comes up right behind them. The end. <laughs> when you said there was a song for some reason, the song that popped into my head was, Tell everybody I'm on my way. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, it is that song. It's got to be that song, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I would say, dude, you totally crashed this challenge. You win. <laughs> Beware the grizzly river run. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so oh, my gosh. That was an interesting challenge, man. I feel like I got all of the uh, the difficult. Like, there was just hardly any story like to grab onto. But uh, we, we did it. We, we got through it. You, yeah, you, you smashed it though. So good job. Two thumbs up to you. There you go. So that's our very first pal around challenge. Uh, let us know if you would actually watch any of the films that we came up with. Or if you have an idea of your own, hey, we're, we're all ears. Uh, maybe you can tackle the golden zephyr. 
Like, what, what movie idea do we have for the Golden Zephyr? I'm curious. So, I mean, you did Astro Orbiter, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, about does it for us. So it's time for us to say goodbye. But uh, on behalf of Amy and myself, we hope you've enjoyed your time with us today. (laughs) And if you did, the best way to ensure your adventures continue is to subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. And please connect with us on Instagram. We are dying to hear (laughs) what your movie ideas would be. Again, take the challenge. Come on, you know you want to do it. You can find us on Instagram at HelloProject55. We'll be back next week with more fun and exciting Disneyland experiences. Until then, take care and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye.